Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Mayhem in the Mid-South. It's going to be episode three, The Fast Food Killer. Paul Dennis Reed Jr. was a serial killer. He robbed three fast food restaurants. During those three robberies, he murdered seven people. From February to April of 1997, these robberies and murders occurred in Nashville and Clarksville, Tennessee. The first robbery and murders occurred in East Nashville in a section of Nashville known as Donaldson. It's February 16, 1997, approximately 8.45 a.m. at the Captain D's at 2633 Lebanon Pike. Paul Reed is able to enter the store before it opens under the guise of applying for a job. Once inside, he forced employees Sarah Jackson, 16, and the manager Steve Hampton, 25, into the restaurant's cooler and bound their hands and feet. The victims were shot execution style while lying on the floor. Hampton was shot twice in the back of the head and once in the back. Jackson had been shot four times in the head and once in the back. According to the medical examiner, two of Jackson's head wounds were fatal, but the two other head wounds were superficial, and the shot to her back was not immediately incapacitating. If these less serious wounds had been inflicted first, the medical examiner testified Jackson may have been able to move. And in fact, a blood pattern of Jackson's gloved hand on shelving near her body indicated that she had attempted to pull herself up from the floor after she was shot the first two times. Both victims were shot with a 32 caliber weapon, probably a revolver, since police were not able to recover any shell casings. Now, Steve Hampton's personal effects were discovered one day after the murders lying alongside Ellington Parkway, which is a four-lane highway in Nashville. Now, the items were found 11.5 miles from the crime scene. Among those items was a movie rental card belonging to Hampton. There was a right thumbprint recovered from the card. Five weeks later, Reed would strike again, this time in the area of Nashville known as Hermitage. On March 23rd, 1997, at approximately 1 a.m., Ronald Santiago, Andrea Brown, Robert Sewell, and Jose Ramirez Gonzalez were employees of a McDonald's restaurant at 
3470 Lebanon Pike. Now, they had just completed their night shift. Now, Gonzalez, who was the only survivor, he later testified in court to the following. He said on the night of the shooting, he and Robert Sewell were leaving the restaurant when they were confronted by a man armed with a small silver handgun and carrying a bag under his arm. Now, the information I got indicates that this confrontation occurred at the rear of the store. Gonzalez recalled that the man, whom he later identified as the defendant, Reed, said something in English. Santiago, who was in the doorway of the restaurant and overheard the comment, translated in Spanish, informing Gonzalez that the defendant had ordered them back into the restaurant. When the three men returned to the restaurant, the defendant demanded money from the safe and placed contents into his bag. Gonzalez recalled that the defendant, who of course is Reed, then directed the employees into a storage area where he shot Sewell, Santiago, and Brown, execution style. Reed then attempted to shoot Gonzalez, but the gun malfunctioned. Gonzalez fought the defendant, but was overpowered and stabbed in the stomach. As Gonzalez fell to the floor, the defendant stabbed and kicked him repeatedly. The defendant finally stopped the attack only when Gonzalez pretended to be dead. So Gonzalez waited until Reed left the store with the money, and he was able to telephone 911. Now, the police arrived a few minutes later, and Gonzalez was taken to the hospital by ambulance. Santiago and Sewell died at the scene. Brown was pronounced dead later at the hospital. Now, on the scene, officers found six Remington 25 caliber automatic cartridge cases inside the restaurant. And they did a little testing. They were able to establish that the bullets recovered from the three victims did match those casings. Now, Nashville investigators looked at this case and the case at Captain D's, and they were pretty certain that based on the M.O., the robber in both cases was going to be the same individual. Now that MO information they're going by was that both robberies had occurred at a fast food restaurant that was closed. In each case, the restaurant had been locked following the crime. There was no signs of forced entry the suspect had used a small caliber weapon. The victims were forced to lay down in an isolated area of the restaurant before they were murdered. And each of the murder victims suffered two gunshot wounds to the head.
exactly one month later and 50 miles northwest of Nashville Reed would strike again in the town of Clarksville, Tennessee. It's the evening of April 23rd, 1997 at the Baskin Robbins 2531 Wilma Rudolph Boulevard in Clarksville, Tennessee. Reed was able to get inside the store after closing, after persuading the employees to let him in. Now, once inside, Reed kidnapped Angela Holmes, 21, and Michelle May, 16. Now, he took the money from the register and from the safe, and then he forced both women into his car before driving to nearby Dunbar Cave State Park. Now, we know at around 10.10 p.m., according to later testimony in court, Craig Mace arrived at the uh, Baskin-Robbins to pick up his sister, Michelle. Now, he saw Angela Holmes' car in the parking lot. He also saw that the lights were on inside the store. He entered the store through an unlocked door, which course goes against Reed's M.O. and he found no one inside the store so he called 911. Officers arrived on the scene and after a search of the store they found that the cash register was empty and that the safe had been cleaned out. Now the victim's purses were found at the store. No money had been taken from either of the purses. A mop and a bucket were found in the customer area and the freezer was left open. Now the next morning, the bodies of Angela Holmes and Michelle Mace were found at Dunbar Cave State Park. Now that's just about a three or four minute drive from the store. Now, both victims had suffered deep stab wounds to their neck and both had bled to death. Dr. Charles Harlan, who that name may be familiar with some of you who watched the uh, Shannon Street series. Dr. Harlan is the medical examiner that did most of the autopsies on the Shannon Street suspects and on Bobby Hester. Dr. Harlan testified that Holmes died as a result of a stab wound to her neck that went all the way to her backbone. The wound was consistent with a knife blade of eight to nine inches. Now this wound 
it cut the carotid artery and the jugular vein. Dr. Harlan further testified that Mays had suffered, suffered 14 stab wounds, including a fatal stab wound to her neck. He also stated that there was a compound incision which penetrated Mace's backbone, consisted of three changes in direction, and was consistent with a sawing motion. According to Dr. Harlan, both victims would have taken 5 to 15 minutes to bleed to death and would have been conscious 80% of the time. That's absolutely disgusting. On June 25, 1997, Reed's luck ran out. He went to the home of the Shoney's manager who had fired him from his dishwashing job. Now, he'd gotten fired from Shoney's right before he started committing his robberies and murders. I guess he decided getting another honest job wasn't going to cut it. So Reed goes over to this manager's house. He's got a knife and allegedly he had a pistol, possibly. He went to the front door and tried to get in. He couldn't get in. The manager's son videotaped the encounter. They sent it to the media and the police investigated. So Reed leaves the house after he fails to snatch the manager. Well, Cheatham County authorities arrested him because that's where the manager lived was Cheatham County, which is just the next county west from Davison County. Once the police got him, then, of course, they, they looked at him as the prime suspect in the Captain D's and the McDonald's murders and, of course, eventually the Baskin-Robbins murder in Clarksville. The only question I have is, now, of course, I'm going to say this, and I know nothing of the investigation. But what I wonder is, with that fingerprint that they recovered from the first murder, items from Hampton, Steve Hampton, I just wonder why that fingerprint didn't come back as a hit. See, Reed had been incarcerated in Texas, for a violent felony. So I know his fingerprints were on file. There's a system called APHIS, Automated Fingerprint Identification System. And I'm pretty sure that system was would have been around in 97, because I had just went to the bureaus in 97. So anyways, I just wonder why it took so long. But... Uh, like I say, I don't know, so I have, I should have just kept my mouth shut, I guess. All right, so Reed has trials in Davison County and up in Montgomery County, that's where Clarksville is. Now, after it's all said and done, he's convicted of seven counts of first degree murder. 
Now they had to bring jurors in from East and West Tennessee and sequestered them because the judge had determined that obviously if the overwhelming media coverage in Nashville, there was no way you could get an unbiased jury in Middle Tennessee. So says the judge. So that's two counts of first degree murder. Captain D's robbery. Three counts of murder at the McDonald's. And you got two counts of murder to Baskin Robbins. Now that's not including all the other aggravating charges like especially aggravated kidnapping and attempted murder and on and on and on. The, the list of violent felonies is nonstop. Now, according to the material that I reviewed, now in those three trials and those seven counts of murder, Reed was sentenced to death for every one of the murders. Now, seven death sentences is the most ever handed down to a single person in the state of Tennessee. And he was confined to the Morgan County Correctional Complex there in East Tennessee. And of course, as Tennessee is so famous for, or infamous for, every time they tried to execute him, a judge would stop it for some reason or another. Always there's a reason. By judges who are against the death penalty, so they find a reason. Of course, I'm, for, I'm against the death penalty now because of cases just like this. But the good news is that Paul Dennis Reed Jr. died while in custody on November 1st, 2013. 